Giving birth is supposed to be a joyous and happy time for women and their families. But what about when it's not? For some, simply getting the medical care they need to have a successful birth can be stressful. They love the messaging feature, and we could be messaging a patient, but then if we call them to talk to them, they might not answer, but they'll message us right back. So I just love that we've been so innovative that we can offer that, especially to this younger population, because we really are meeting them where they are. That's Kate Johnson, Supervisor of Clinical Digital Care at OSF On Call, talking about a new program being offered by OSF On Call Connect and the Medicaid Collaborative. And I'm Shelley Dankoff, your host of Health Accelerated, brought to you by OSF Healthcare. On today's episode of Health Accelerated, according to the CDC, 80% of maternal deaths between 2017 and 2019 were due to preventable causes. That number may sound shocking, but we want to talk today about what OSF Healthcare is doing and how we're using a remote patient monitoring to save lives and how there might be some expansion to that program in the future. So joining us today to talk about that very important initiative are Kate Johnson, who is the Supervisor of Clinical Digital Care at OSF On Call, and Kara Rote, Digital Patient Care Manager for OSF On Call. Thank you both for being with us today. Let's start at a little bit of a background on OSF On Call itself. Tell me what OSF On Call is designed for and to do. Absolutely. OSF OnCall is a part of our healthcare system and is really focused on meeting the patients where they are. So we have initiatives that give patients the opportunity to seek that care from their home, from their workplace, from wherever they are to get them the care that they need. We range in opportunities from pregnancy and postpartum support, of course, to various remote patient monitoring programs, really new RSV support for our pediatric patients, nurse triage, and then all of our urgent cares fall within OSF OnCall as well. So it's that digital health world and being where everybody is these days, Mm -hmm. which is just a wonderful thing. So let's talk about this new OSF OnCall Connect program specifically targeted toward pregnant women, and it's specific right now for women on Medicaid. Who's going to take the start on that, Kate? Yeah, sure. Um, so we uh, went live with this program August 15th, and since then we've enrolled 720 women. So wow. it's been very popular. But basically what our program is is that when women enroll, they get access to an application called Get Well Loop. And what that loop does is it gives um, targeted education based on where they're at in their journey. So um, during pregnancy, each week they get some education pushed to them. They also get check-in questions based on some common discomforts that they may have during that pregnancy time. Um, And if they are to answer any of those questions concerning, um, our nurses are working a back-end dashboard and they're alerted right away so they can contact those patients either through the loop with a messaging feature or they can call those patients and do a full triage and get them the care that they need. We do have providers that are available to us at 24-7, 365, so we can do virtual visits with those patients, which is fantastic. And I think what our moms like the most is that they have that chat feature. So they can literally send us like a text message, and we can text them back and, and kind of make their fears go away, which is awesome. Um, We do provide support starting at eight weeks of pregnancy all the way through six weeks postpartum. And what's nice about our postpartum program is that we have a couple of different options. So we have both a a loop for vaginal deliveries and C-section deliveries, and we have it with or without infant care. So we are aware that not all moms take home a baby for various reasons, but we wanted to make sure that we're supporting those moms even if they don't have a baby at home with them. So. 
why was this population targeted in the first place? I mean, I, I've had three children and I feel like, okay, I've always just gone to the doctor when I knew I was pregnant. And that's a big assumption on my part that women automatically do it, isn't that? Yes, absolutely. I think this population was targeted because they often struggle with those social determinants of health. So housing, food, transportation, um, financial strain. And so a big piece of our program is doing that social determinants of health assessment right upon enrollment, making sure that we get them those resources and then helping them guide through their their uh, journey with the pregnancy and their appointments. We were actually just talking about a patient this morning who was struggling with transportation and missing those appointments and just had a team meeting to really talk about the value of making sure that mom is getting to her appointments to get the care that she needs. So it's really hard on, the, I think it's on the hearts of all of our nurses to make sure that these patients are getting what they need from a medical standpoint, but also from a social determinants of health standpoint too. That's what I was just going to say as I'm listening to you talk. This isn't just about, okay, let's come in, let's do, let's measure you because that was standard. Let's get on the scale, let's measure, let's see if the baby's growing appropriately. But you're right, if they don't have the money to buy food or they're worried about where they're living day to day or Again, many people take for granted the ability to just jump in the car and go to a doctor's visit. And if you are on the lower income end of things, that isn't always that easy, is it? Would would people be shocked by the amount of people who fall into this category? Absolutely. I think when we pull the data, there's thousands of patients within our healthcare system alone that are eligible for this program. And so we have had the blessing of caring for over 720 and hope just to continue to grow that day over day. I am guessing it took a while to get this program up and developed. I mean, anytime you're being innovative and doing something different, you know, you would love it to be perfect out the gate, but you learn things that aren't necessarily perfect. But that's also part of what innovation is all about, finding out what doesn't work and how you can do it better. Talk a little bit about the process of getting to this point. Yeah, so we actually started um, back in March, uh, really developing and designing the program and met very frequently to kind of figure out what did we want it to look like. And I will say that even since Go Live in August, it's changed tremendously. So I'm I'm going to have Kara do her little quote that she does all the time with on call. This is a quote that I say to everybody we interview, and I say it at every week's meeting to my team. What you're doing today is not what you're going to be doing three months from now. What you're doing three months from now is not what you're going to do six months from now, because we have to constantly change to meet the needs of our communities to serve them best. So what are some of those things that were, hey, in March on paper, you went, this looks great. And now all of a sudden, here we are at the end of the year, beginning of 2023, and you're going, okay, that did not work the way we thought it. What were the biggest eye openers for the two of you? I think one of the biggest things that we've changed often is the content of our loops. So we have been able to customize those, which has been fantastic. And those check-in questions and the things we're asking our patients, we wanted to make sure that they're easily understandable. They're not too long. Um, The nurses identified things that patients were asking frequently. So we were able to add education to those. Um, And I just love working with Get Well Loop and being able to customize that for our patients. I think I would add to that something that we have seen so much with this population is a high rate of depression and anxiety. So we've had the opportunity to embed more questions related to that and get them to a counselor within the digital care space to ensure that they're getting that help as well. You both come from that healthcare background. And so to hear you say, because I'm sure as you went through training in the past, again, this is how pregnancy is supposed to work. And then you find out, oh, wait, there's this. And then to hear you talk about depression and anxiety. And again, this is supposed to be 
a happy time, a joyous time. So to hear you say that, I mean, I recognize that postpartum depression is a very real thing, but do you, you think people would be surprised how significant of a thing it is? I think we are probably seeing just as much depression and anxiety prenatally that we are seeing postnatally. Just given the circumstances of these women and the lifestyles that they're living leads to a lot of that, um, or maybe could lead to a lot of that, I guess I should say. And so assessing for that throughout the whole pregnancy and not just postpartum is so important. Okay, let's talk about some of those stories you've heard along the way. I, I have to believe they're just those heartwarming you know, we like to do the the saves and the wins and talk about them. I'm sure you could fill sheets of them, I would guess. I see you both nodding your heads. So tell me some of those stories that really touch the heart. I think one of the ones that, um, and keeping in line with that depression, anxiety, we had a mother who um, actually engaged with us in pregnancy, um, was very active in the loop, had a great relationship with um, a particular nurse on our program. They just happened to coincide um, with her schedule. And uh, she actually contacted us three weeks postpartum with some suicidal and homicidal um, thoughts. Uh, she said, in the loop, I need to call somebody before my depression gets worse. So our nurse hopped on the phone with her immediately. She was in her home and away from her children. She put her children with her boyfriend. Um, the nurse kept her calm on the phone, got the EMS called. We got her to the hospital. She was admitted for a week and treated. Um, and we were able to follow up with her through her six weeks postpartum time frame and I really do feel like our nurses saved her life. Wow. I literally have chills just listening to you talk about that because I don't care what kind of training you go through. You get that call and you're on the other end of it and it has to stop your heart at a certain moment. Yes, absolutely. As she and um, our nurse did such a fabulous job keeping her calm, just keeping her talking while we we're waiting for the ambulance to arrive. And again, like I said, I think we saved her life and her baby's life, which is just amazing. Kara, I hear, you, I see you nodding, wanting to, there's other stories, aren't there? I think what's unique about that story and all of our stories is this mom called in at 7 p.m. at night. So there might not have been resources for that mom given that time. We are here 24-7, 365. And much like the story that Kate just shared, that just happened this past weekend too. A really similar story to that, it happened at 7.30 at night. And it just really gave our nursing team reassurance and our provider team reassurance of why we're here because the resource is so great. What about those, you, we talk a lot about social determinants of health and something as simple as a ride to an appointment. I have to believe there's lots of those kind of stories too. I also have to believe it's hard for your staff not to go, I'm going to jump in my car and go pick them up and take them there myself. I ha I would think that happens probably more often than you will tell people. Yeah, they jokingly say they want a van and they want to just <laughs> drive around town and pick everybody up in the van. But for our social determinants of health, we have a, another really unique role within OSF on called Connect called the Digital Health Navigators. They do all of our SDOH assessments and alignments. It's their specialty. And so they're really great at identifying those needs for a patient and looking in their area for what they have. Our digital health workers are located in eight hubs across the state of Illinois from the Evergreen Park area all the way down to Alton. So they're super familiar with that community and those locations to get those women the help that they need. Yeah, I think that's very important to talk about how, you know, we don't just, yes, we are headquartered in Peoria, Illinois, and that's where we're based at. But we have hospitals all across, 14 across the state of Illinois. And no matter where you are at, there is a touch point for people to get to, and people who know that community, because what goes in Alton is different than what's in Rockford, is different as in Peoria or Champaign-Urbana. We all recognize that. So that's beautiful that we have people 
you know, implanted in those communities to know what resources are available. Do we bring in other community resources to help where it might be appropriate? Absolutely. Our digital health navigators are tied into those community-based organizations, and they have relationships with those people. So as we identify the needs of the patient, they're able to make those referrals and resources with the patient and the community-based organization. It's a great network. Mm-hmm. Our DHWs have gone above and beyond in some patient cases. There was a individual who needed food. They went to that food pantry, picked it up for that patient, and took it right to their home because they couldn't get there. And so having that is so vital because it's a part the whole person and not just about their pregnancy. I know we've started this with the Medicaid population, but I have to believe there's a huge need. I can see by the looks on both your faces that you're already going, we need to expand this. We'd love to. Yeah. So what's the next phase or what's, you know, if you look in your crystal ball, where do we go from here? If it was a perfect picture, we would do it tomorrow. Absolutely. This work is a part of the Medicaid Innovation Collaborative. So we um, are blessed with five years of caring for the Medicaid population. And so through these five years, we hope just to keep building and growing and figuring out what that looks like long term with other payers. Yeah. So you're keeping track of the data. What that translates to is you look at the data, you see who calls in. So what is it showing you early on, knowing that we are less than a year into this? What, what are the numbers looking like already? I mean, I, the, the popularity of the program is overwhelming. And I think just in our three months' time, we've had several cases, like, like we mentioned, that story of postpartum depression, anxiety. I think that's huge. Another great story that I could share with you is a mom that was diagnosed with severe preeclampsia about seven days postpartum. She also was part of the loop in pregnancy, um, extended her care into the postpartum period, called with a headache. Um, which she said she had a history of migraine. So, you know, you would think, okay, maybe it's just a migraine. But our nurse knew immediately that the symptoms were not normal, triaged her, got her to the emergency department, um, and she did have severe range blood pressures when she arrived, and she was actually transferred to Peoria um, at St. Francis and admitted with severe preeclampsia. So, again, another life saved with the program. It happened at night, um, times when it's hard to get a hold of a provider. But I think that's another thing about our program that we're really looking at is those um, that hypertension, postpartum, and during pregnancy. And I think this program is huge with that. Uh, we have built into the loop um, questions that ask moms to submit blood pressures. We also ask those check-in questions about those symptoms that go along with preeclampsia. And all of our patients get a blood pressure cuff at the beginning when they're admitted. Um, so it's it's just really saving lives. And it's, it's huge. And I think um, our nurses just love, they tell me all the time, I finally get to do the work of, you know, filling in those cracks for the patient. When I was inpatient, you only get them for a short amount of time. You can't solve all those problems. But now we're able to really connect with our patients, really get them the care that they need. Yeah, and knowing that 24-7 outreach, what do you hear from some of the other providers? Because you're right, this fills in the gap for some of those physicians who can't be on call all the time. And this is that other touch point for patients. I have to believe it, the tentacles spread out to help in the inpatient world, the, the provider world, correct? We have gotten some really positive feedback. Um, we have seen, though, though we have had 720 patients, it does span the whole state of Illinois. So it's not like we have one provider who we have all their patients that we're helping. So still working on creating that awareness and working on those relationships with providers in all of our communities to see how we can help them serve their patients best. Yeah, because we serve a very rural population, a number of our areas. I 
this has got to be really key, isn't it, in those areas? Is that where you're seeing a, a, a chunk of the people we're caring for coming from the rural area? I kind of think all of it, because some of those um, more highly populated areas that have Medicaid are maybe just really underserved, so could use the help to get to those appointments, could use the help to get that food. So I would say both. I don't know that we have one over the other that's more populated. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's a population and it's, uh, you know, really trying to, you know, get to that part and help that population because we don't think anything of, I got to either jump on a bus, even if you don't have a car. If you are in a city, you can jump on public transportation. But if you are out in a rural community, maybe you're having a high risk pregnancy. Um, that, that's tough to get to anywhere and get things taken care of. So, again, looking down the road, we are five years of the Medicaid uh collaborative. But still, that's going to be a fast five years, isn't it? I have a feeling. Yeah, (laughs) Year one is already up in February. So when this all started, what did you think you were going to get? The initial, hey, we launched this thing. What was success going to look like to you, Kate? My goal was five enrollments in the first week. Okay, that seems low. Um, And we blew that out of the water. We had over 100 enrolled in the first 10 days. That's amazing. And this was kind of a, a word of mouth initiative. I mean, there was a little news release that went out and said this is out there, but it wasn't like a huge push, was there? Not a huge push, but we did some targeted outreach. So we were calling moms that would um, qualify for the program and offering it to them. Um, and they were just, they loved it. They were very excited to join. And like I said, over 110 days, I was so proud of the team. That's amazing. So let's also talk about the size of the team. You know, we talk about this great on-call connect team that's providing this care. What is the size of that group? For the pregnancy and postpartum support program, we have five nurses dedicated to this work and they work the day shift. And we have four providers also dedicated to this work. They also work day shift. Within OSF On-Call Connect, we have a lot of programs. And so we have a a night shift team that covers them all. So they're kind of our jack of all trades and um, so graciously takes really great care of our pregnant population for us at night. So we're talking 40 to 50 people across the spectrum, aren't we? We do. We have 45 mission partners in OSF On-Call Connect. That's impressive. I would imagine you have moms and moms-to-be of all ages in this group. Is there a specific age that you're really seeing the benefits of this program for? Yeah, we are seeing a lot of young moms um, enroll, which is great. So the teenage population, they need um, extra support. And I think they really like the fact that they can text our nurses. Um, That's where you get those patients. So um, I think they're really loving that it's an app on their phone. They can send us a text if they want um, information or a question answered. Um, and we, we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of fear in that age group when you don't know what to expect. I mean, you're you're a teenager. You don't know what to expect about a lot of things. And then you're pregnant. And, and then where do you go? And you may not have that support system in place. I imagine their questions and concerns are probably a little different than other populations. They are. We spend a lot of time educating the teenage pregnant population just because they don't know. They're so young um, and haven't been exposed to as much life in a lot of cases and so need a little bit extra support and education. So that's fabulous to be able to offer that to them. Um, Anything that has surprised you about the program and the patients as you've gone along? Does anything jump out that you're because, again, you said you're evolving all the time and you're adjusting the questions and the questioning that comes from our patients. 
anything that the first time you heard it, you went, wow, I guess I never thought about that. And then here you are. I just think for me, what's so interesting is that they love the messaging feature and we could be messaging a patient, but then if we call them to talk to them, they might not answer, but they'll message us right back. So I just love that we've been so innovative that we can offer that, especially to this younger population, because we really are meeting them where they are and that's how they like to communicate. And if that's how we can get them the help and help them navigate the healthcare system, that's great. I think just to add to Kate's, we host three different programs out of GetWell Loop, and this population is our highest engaged population. I was looking at the data this morning. We had 414 women currently enrolled, um, 399 of which are really engaged. We don't see that activation rate and engagement rate in our other programs because I think it's this age group of this younger woman who likes to text, likes to message, doesn't want to be on the phone. And so they really like this service because it's healthcare whenever they want without being on the phone. That's amazing. And so then there's those of us who are old school. I'm like, well, I would just pick up the phone and call or I would go see somebody in person. So to think about texting questions about pregnancy, you're right. That's that's fabulous to have that skill set and to, to learn from that. Okay, so I'll throw the question out to both of you. Kate, you've been a nurse for 16 years. Kara, uh, you've been a nurse for seven years. Does this program remind you why you went into nursing and really do your heart a lot of good? Absolutely. Um, I knew when I was in third grade that I wanted to take care of moms and babies. Did that as soon as I graduated. It's always been a passion of mine. And actually back in 2018, I was talking with a colleague in the nursery. We were both working and we talked about how they needed to do something like this. Because as a nurse who worked nursery postpartum, I would get text messages from my friends who were pregnant all the time asking questions. Is this normal? Am I doing this right? Can you tell me that I'm okay? Am I a good mom? You know, just those things that you need reassurance on. And I said, there needs to be a program where moms can text in the middle of the night and say, is it okay? Am I, am I soothing my baby the right way? Am I feeding my baby the right way? Am I okay? Um, and I'm just thrilled beyond belief. Absolutely my dream job. So happy about the program. I think for me, actually, this weekend, I had called the night shift nurse that was working. We had a really tough situation, and we just really reflected on, this is why we're here. We're here for these tough situations. Never in a million years did any of our staff think, as a nurse, as a provider, that they would be working from their home, because all of our team works 100% remote from their homes, having the opportunity to care for a patient in their home and meeting them at their greatest time of need. And so it's we have so much... Um, like mission partner satisfaction, I think, in our roles, because we are here in a really unique place in healthcare that we really, really, really get to fill in the gaps of healthcare for our patient populations. It does my heart good to see the joy come out of both of you just in talking about that. You should see the look on your faces. I wish our listeners could see your faces on that question because the joy is evident in what the two of you do on a daily basis. We love it. What if I'm sitting out there listening and I want to get involved or I have a family member that you're like, oh, wait, I know a person who I want to make sure that they're aware of this. How does somebody go about getting involved? Absolutely. You don't have to be an OSF patient because this is an agreement with the state, but you can go to intake.osfoncall.org and fill out the intake form and um, we'll, a nurse will call you and enroll you into our program. Yeah, so it's very simple. They walk you through it, ask you a few simple questions and you know, just see if you qualify, which really, if you're a Medicaid patient, you're going to qualify, aren't Absolutely, you? Absolutely, yep. 
It's a really easy, quick phone call, maybe takes five minutes or so. And once the phone call is complete, your enrollment um, happens within the next five or 10 minutes, and they'll get their invitation to that Get Well loop, and they can get that activated and start getting that great education and access to a nurse 24-7, 365. Yeah, I really love also hearing how you talk about there's the loop for the moms who don't go home with the baby, because that sadly happens sometimes for either, you know, the birth did not result in a live birth, but sometimes... They have to make other arrangements for the baby, but still you have empty arms when you walk out of the hospital. And so I have to believe there's a real need to fill that gap, isn't there? Those moms still need support just as much as if you took that baby home because being a postpartum mom is hard, whether you have that baby at home or not. So we feel really blessed to be able to still care for them with or without that baby. Okay, give me the address and a phone number because some people are old school if they want to get more information on the program. Absolutely. It's intake.osfoncall.org. Um, that will take you directly to the intake form that they can fill out. Or you can call us at 844-381-3603. That will get you directly to our nurse team and they can enroll you. Okay, Kate Johnson and Kara wrote. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for the work that you do on a daily basis for such an important initiative for our patients. Thank you for having yes, us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Health Accelerated, brought to you by OSF Healthcare. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can also find links to any of our episodes on the OSF Newsroom at newsroom.osfhealthcare.org.